I want to share with us in this service on a message that I've entitled, They Shall Speak with Other Tongues. They shall speak with other tongues and our anchor passage being Mark chapter 16 and verse number 17. Mark chapter 16 and verse number 17 where the Bible says, And these signs will follow those who believe in my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Let me add verse number 18. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Among the signs that will follow believers of Jesus Christ or believers in Jesus Christ the Bible says will be the speaking with new tongues. Speaking with new tongues. Speaking with new tongues. The practice of speaking with other tongues is associated with the infilling of the Holy Spirit upon the believers. Whenever the believers are filled with the Holy Spirit, they receive the ability, the Bible calls it utterance, to speak with other tongues. It is a practice that is associated with the infilling, or call it the fullness of the Spirit upon the believers. They will speak with new tongues. Mark 16, 17. They began to speak with other tongues. Acts chapter 2 and verse number 4. And when they began, they never stopped speaking in tongues. It became a regular experience in the lives of those who believed. When you read various accounts in the book of Acts, for them to speak in other tongues. It was a regular experience. For those who believed. To speak in other tongues. It was a regular experience. In Acts chapter 10. Verses 44 to 46. The Holy Ghost fell on them. And they began to speak with other tongues. And magnified God. In Acts chapter 19, verses 1 to 7, again, when Paul laid hands on the believers at Ephesus, in verse number 6, they received the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak with other tongues and prophesied. It is an experience that is associated with the arrival of the Holy Ghost. And the master said, it is for all believers. The question is, why ought we to speak in tongues? What are the benefits of speaking in tongues? What are the advantages, the good days of speaking in tongues. In other words, what do you stand to miss if you don't speak with other tongues? What is it that those that do not speak in tongues are missing? <laughs> and what is it that those that speak in tongues are benefiting? Now, there are 15 benefits. We have already looked at 10 of them, but I will do a quick rundown of all the 15 for your sake. Number one, why must we speak in other tongues? Number one, it is a consistent scriptural initial evidence or sign that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. It is a consistent scriptural initial evidence that someone has received the baptism 
in the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2 and verse number 4, when they received the baptism, they spoke with other tongues. I gave you Acts chapter 10, verses 44 to 46, when the Holy Spirit fell on them, they began to speak with other tongues. In Acts chapter 19 and verse number 6, when Paul laid hands on them to help them receive the Holy Ghost, they also spoke in other tongues. Of course, there were other manifestations like prophecy. But what you see consistently evident in all these instances as a sign that the Holy Spirit had arrived was the experience of speaking with other tongues. There are so many of us that have been speaking in tongues over the years, but we do not really understand the importance of this practice. So please take advantage of this discussion to really have a fuller and hopefully thorough understanding of what it is all about. Number two, speaking in tongues is a platform for the impartation of the will of God upon the believers. It is a gateway for the transmission of divine ideas upon a believer. Isaiah 28 verses 9 to 11. Isaiah 28 verses 9 to 11. Point number three. Why must we speak in other tongues? We must do so because it is a gateway for rest and refreshing upon the believers. There is rest and divine refreshing in speaking in other tongues. It is an instrument for relaxation. Burdens are taken away when we speak in tongues. Isaiah 28 verses 11 to 12. Isaiah 28 verses 11 to 12. Number four. Why speaking in tongues? Number four. It is a scriptural means, hear this, of maintaining the fullness of the Spirit upon our lives. It is a scriptural means of maintaining the fullness of the Spirit upon our lives. Ministering to God in other tongues is a valid means of keeping filled with the Spirit. Because the practice of speaking in tongues is associated with the fullness of the Spirit. I mean, we have to go back to Acts chapter 2, verse number 4. The Bible says, and they were all filled with the Spirit, and they began to speak with other tongues. So where there is fullness of the Spirit, there will be a manifestation of tongues. When they were filled, they began to speak with other tongues. And if that is what it means, then speaking in tongues continually will help you to maintain the fullness of the Spirit upon your life. Is it making sense? Number five, it is a source of personal edification. It is a source of personal edification. The Bible says he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse number 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse number 4. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Now, to edify simply means to renew. So it is an instrument for renewal. To edify also means to recharge. The way you recharge your phone whose battery has run down. Every time you pray in tongues, you are actually recharging yourself. You are recharging your spiritual batteries. Don't move about flat spiritually. There are people that will be spiritually flat. And they will be telling you, Pastor, my spiritual life is down. When did it go down? Wake yourself up. Build yourself up by praying in the Holy Ghost. Every time 
you pray in tongues, you speak in a tongue, the Bible says you edify yourself spiritually. You renew yourself, you recharge yourself, you build yourself up. You build yourself up. Hallelujah. Number six. Why must we speak in other tongues? We must speak in other tongues because doing so stimulates our faith. It builds our faith, thereby making it become strong. It empowers our faith for results. Whenever you pray in tongues, you move to a higher level spiritually. You move to a higher level in your faith. The Bible says, brethren, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. That simply means that when you pray in the Holy Spirit, which is one way of saying praying in tongues, when you pray in tongues, it says you build yourself up on your most holy faith. So to pray in tongues is to build your faith. To pray in tongues is to energize your faith, to make it stronger. And the stronger your faith is, the greater your results in life. Because the just shall live by his faith. Jude is one chapter, verse 20. Jude, verse 20. Building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Now, number seven. Why must we speak in other tongues? Number seven. We must speak in other tongues because doing so is one way of declaring mysteries to God. Mysteries are secrets. Praying in tongues is the most secretive way of praying. Because when you pray in tongues, only God understands what you're saying. Only God understands what you're saying. You utter mysteries to God's secrets about your life, your business, your career. Praying in tongues gives you direct access to the almighty God. Direct access. Direct access. Because the language of tongues is the language of the spirit. So praying in tongues or speaking in tongues is for the declaration of mysteries to God. You utter secrets to God that only him understands. That way you are cut off from men, Satan, and demons. All the devil will see is that answers have come. When did this fellow pray? That is none of your business. I prayed to God in tongues. So he is the decoder of the tongue language. The almighty God. He understands it. When you say, You may never know, maybe I'm praying for Brother Hara. That's the point. Hallelujah. Maybe I'm saying, Oh Lord, arise and let all my enemies be scattered. All my enemies will see that they are scattering. When did this fellow ask God to scatter us? I prayed in tongues. Hallelujah. So praying in tongues is the most confidential way of praying. I don't need to be away from you before I pray. I can be around you, but I will be praying in tongues. Not knowing that I'm praying for my promotion. You will not know that this fellow is praying for his promotion. That's the most. Now, God is a God of secrets. Deuteronomy 29, verse 29. He's a God of secrets. And he has given us the language of tongues so we can keep our privacy on certain matters. And when I 
pray in tongues or I speak in tongues, the Bible says I utter mysteries to God. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse number 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse number 2. Number 8. Why tongues? Number 8. Why tongues? Number 8. It helps us to pray according to the will of God. It helps us to pray according to the will of God. In what ways? In many ways. In many ways. Number one, praying in tongues will mean that you are being driven by the Holy Spirit who knows the mind of God. So the things I say as I am praying in tongues can only be in line with the will of God. Because my human mind is not involved. And therefore, as I pray in tongues, my human mind cannot doubt anything. Can you doubt what you don't know? <laughs> can you? Can you? Huh? Okay. You can only doubt if I tell you that, look, your car has come. My car has come, yes. Uh, where? From where? You can doubt it because I have given you information. Now, if you, now it says, if I pray in a tongue, it is my spirit that is praying. My mind is what? Unfruitful. That is, my mind does not understand what I'm saying. So how can it doubt? So to pray in tongues is to pray without doubt. And that is what makes it powerful. That is what makes it powerful. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse number 14. When I pray in a tongue, it is my spirit praying and my mind is unfruitful. And because my mind is unfruitful, it cannot produce the fruit of doubt. <laughs> because in the first place, my mind does not know what my spirit is transacting with God about. Is it about my promotion? My mind doesn't know, so it cannot doubt. So, praying in tongues empowers us to pray according to the will of God. According to the will of God. According to the will of God. Hallelujah. What I'm giving you is a very spiritual teaching. Very spiritual teaching. Hallelujah. It's a typical Pentecostal charismatic teaching. You see, it's not just about praying in tongues. Understand what is happening. Understand it. There are so many people who just received the baptism in the Holy Ghost and began to speak it with other tongues, but they were not given proper teaching on it. That is why the Holy Spirit is laboring to help us understand these things. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. Number nine. Praying in tongues or speaking in tongues keeps us aware of the resident presence, the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit in us. It keeps us conscious of this Holy Spirit within. We have been given the Holy Spirit. I'm sure you know that. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 16 to 17. And 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 to 20. The Holy Spirit abides in us. And speaking in tongues is what reminds us that we are not alone. We have the Spirit of God inside of us. A friend who sticks closer than a brother. So speaking in tongues is a constant reminder that the Spirit of God is resident in us. Number 10. Number 10. Hear this. Why tongues? Praying in tongues, number 10, enables us to pray for the unknown. Praying in tongues enables us, gives us the ability to pray for things we do not know. For things we do not know. In other words, 
Praying in tongues provides a platform for us to pray for things for which we never thought to pray. Through the language of tongues, the Holy Spirit who knows everything can pray through us for things about which our natural minds know nothing. So, the Holy Spirit can burden you to engage in prayer. But you didn't really know why the Holy Spirit wants you to pray. So as you begin to pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit will be using that practice to use you to pray for something that you don't know. Maybe there's an accident happening elsewhere or somebody is about to get into trouble. The Holy Spirit can use you as you pray in tongues to intervene in that particular situation. So through the language of tongues, therefore, we become players in national and sometimes even global affairs. As I pray in tongues here, I may not have any idea what is happening. All I have is a burden to pray, but I'm not really sure what it is all about that I need to pray for. And then as I babble in tongues, God may be using me to address a situation in China. That way I become a player in global affairs. Because since I don't really know what to pray for, I may not pray in English, I may not pray in the non-language, I may not pray with understanding. I'll pray in tongues until the burden is lifted. Then I will know that whatever it is that I was dealing with has been addressed. That way, God will have used me to rescue somebody's life somewhere in this world. Could be in the church, in the nation, but even across the borders. Praise the name of Jesus. I said, praise the name of Jesus. And I need to emphasize what I emphasized in the other services on this. Especially the aspect of praying in tongues as a platform to help us pray according to the will of God, even praying for the unknown. And it's the fact that in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, we need to get back to that verse, and verse number 14, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, and verse number 14, the Bible says, for if I pray in a tongue, somebody shout with me, if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. So to pray in tongues is to pray with a suspended mind. Because if you doubt, you doubt where? In your mind. That's where you doubt. So when you are praying in tongues, the mind is what? Suspended. Whether it doubts or not, that's his headache, but you are praying. You cannot doubt on issues you have no idea about. Now hear this. Paul says, having said that in verse 14, in verse 15, what is the conclusion then? He says, I will pray with the Spirit. You see there, that Spirit is small letter S. Am I right? That means he's not talking about the Holy Ghost. Is he talking about the Holy Spirit? No. If he was talking about the Holy Spirit, he would have used capital letter S. But he's talking about his spirit. His spirit. That is one way of saying, I will pray with my spirit. Now, to pray with your spirit is to do what? Verse 14. If I pray in a tongue, my spirit, come to S, I mean small s, my spirit prays. My spirit, meaning the spirit of Paul is praying every time he is praying in a tongue. Am I right? So in verse 15, when he says, I will pray with the spirit, small letter s, he is simply saying, I'll pray in tongues. Is that clear? Now, 
and I will also pray with the understanding that is in the known language. He was a Jew, so he's simply saying, I'll pray in Hebrew. I'll pray in Hebrew, but at the same time, I'll pray in tongues. Now hear this. He says, I'll pray with the spirit. In my Bible, there is a what? A comma. And then he says, I will also pray with the understanding. What is the meaning of that? Praying with the spirit is the main business of prayer. Praying in tongues is what preoccupied Paul the most in prayer. I will pray with the spirit, comma. I can as well just spend the whole time I have just doing that. However, if I have some more time, I will also pray with the understanding. I will also pray with the understanding. Please, we need to spend more time praying in tongues. Spend more time praying in tongues. Praying with the understanding that is in English and any other language that you speak is the also part of prayer. Oh, I'm going to Kasungu. I will also go to Nkotagwata. That means where am I going, sir? Am I going to Nkotagwata first? No. I'm going to Kasungu first. If time permits, I'll go as far as Nkotagwata. That means if I can manage to go to Kasungu, I'll be satisfied. Is it making sense? I will pray with the spirit, comma, and I will also pray with the understanding. And he takes the same even to singing. So singing is not just in English or Chichewa and all these languages. My hallelujah belongs. No, that is singing with the understanding. You can also sing with the spirit. Can somebody begin to sing in the spirit? <laughs> hallelujah. I said hallelujah. That is how to be a man and a woman of the Holy Ghost. You are too rigid. You are too rigid. You are too much without the Holy Ghost. Many Christians are too much in the flesh. They have not given the Holy Spirit his rightful place in their lives. So life continues to be a struggle for them. I will sing with the Spirit. And I will also, can you imagine that even singing with the understanding remains the also part? It's the also part. The also part. Let us make it a point to pray more in tongues, in the language that the Holy Ghost provides. Hallelujah. Now hear this. Let's look at the last five for this service. The last five. Number 11, why tongues? Why should we pray in tongues or speak in tongues? Number 11, it gives us direct access to God. It gives us direct access to God. Look at that 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse number 2. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. To speak in tongues is to speak to who? To God. Direct access. To speak in tongues is to speak to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit. Again, a small letter S. Meaning 
in your heart, in your spirit. Are we together here? In the spirit, he speaks mysteries. In the spirit, he speaks mysteries. That is nothing but direct access to Jehovah. Direct access. That means you also have direct access to breakthroughs, testimonies, open doors, victories, dramatic shiftings as you pray in tongues. Number 12. It empowers us to praise and worship God. The ministry of tongues, praying in tongues, speaking in tongues, is a ministry of praise and worship to God. Praise and worship to God. <laughs> now hear this. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 14 to 17. I will add verse 18. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 14 to 18. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? Verse 15. I will pray with the spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit, and I will also sing with the understanding. Now hear this. Verse 16. Otherwise, if you bless with the Spirit, small letter is, meaning that you can bless in tongues. Have you seen it? If you bless with the Spirit, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen? At your giving of tongues. Since he does not understand what you say. For you indeed give thanks well. But the other is not edified. Now he is showing us by this discourse. That you can actually give thanks to God. With the spirit. By praying in tongues. That is why, in case you've been wondering why in the course of worship we pray in tongues, it's because there are tongues for worship. Lord, I bless you. I'm lifting my hands to the Lord. I'm worshiping him, both with understanding and with the spirit. Father, I bless you. I honor and exalt your name. Don't be surprised that we do something like that. Because we can worship him, appreciate him, and give him thanks with the understanding, as well as worship him and give him thanks with the spirit, which is in tongues, praise the name of Jesus. I said, praise the name of Jesus. Ask your neighbor, are you getting the message? The challenge we have in the church today is that there is a lot of ignorance. Actually, let me say there is chronic ignorance in the house of God. Chronic ignorance. That is why so many Christians are being fooled anyhow. But with this kind of understanding, I see you scaling heights in your spiritual life in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now hear this. Let's move to number 13. I want us to run through this quickly because I want us to engage in some good time of prayer. Amen. Number 13. Is it number 13? Praying in tongues helps us to yield, hear this, our Thanks fully to God. It helps us to yield our tongues fully to God. It helps us to yield our tongues fully to God. Let's look at the book of James. I want us to see something from what James is writing to us. 
James chapter 3, reading from verse number 1. You can actually read the whole chapter, but I'll just read some few verses. I want us to appreciate this. My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man. Able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses, mouths, that they may obey us. And we turn their whole body. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire. A world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body. And sets on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire by hell. Now hear this. For every kind of beast and bird or reptile and creature of the sea is tempted and has been tempted by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil. All this is a description of your tongue, that little thing in your mouth. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our God and Father. And with it, we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing my brethren. These things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt, salt water and fresh. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. He is saying... That one of the challenges that the believers have is the exercise of their tongues. It says in verse number two that if anyone does not stumble in word, in what he says, he's a perfect man. Able also to bridle the whole body. It says if you can apply your tongue correctly, then you are really spiritual. Because many people stumble at their word. The things that come out of their mouths defile them. And the exercise of praying or speaking in other tongues is one of the spiritual means of putting our tongues under control. Whenever I pray in tongues, my tongue is being empowered to speak the right things. When I say, my tongue is being put under control. Praying in tongues is one way of taming your tongue. So it does not utter words anyhow. Praise the name of Jesus. Because in Acts chapter 2, when they began to speak with other tongues, verse number 4, going down, the Bible says people held them in their respective mother languages, national languages. 
because it was during the time of Pentecost, people had gathered from different countries of the world in Jerusalem. And as these men from Galilee were, as far as they were concerned, speaking in tongues, they didn't know they were speaking in languages that people that were there actually understood. Some, one of them was speaking Arabic. And those from Arabia held and understood. And the Bible says that they held them magnify God. So there are tongues through the practice of speaking in tongues were forced to magnify God. <laughs> Without them knowing that they were actually magnifying God and speaking of the great things of God. So praying in tongues puts your tongue under the control of the Spirit of God to speak the right things. I hope it is making sense. Number 14, let's move quickly. Praying in tongues helps us to pray continually. We are told in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse number 17, to pray continually. And one way we achieve that is by praying in tongues. I mean, the man writing to us to admonish us on this, when he says pray continually, he knew it is doable. Because as I'm busy doing other things, my spirit can be busy praying. And how does the spirit pray? In tongues. Am I right? He said, I will pray with the spirit. Meaning I will speak in tongues. I will speak in tongues as I'm busy sweeping. I'm cleaning dishes. I'm busy praying with the spirit. Just make sure you don't fall under the power. Because the Holy Ghost can hit you there. As you are driving around. Don't drive around thinking problems. Drive around praying in tongues. Don't drive around thinking problems. Drive around praying in tongues. Just make sure you don't close your eyes. Because you are driving. Because you are driving. Can you imagine? You are driving from here to Blantyre. Which is about four hours. And you are spending the whole time, the whole four hours praying in tongues. Can you be the same? No. 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 When you are driving long distance like that and you are three, four of you, it's not time to chat. Ask those who travel with me on such distances whether there is any time to joke. No jokes. It's prayer. If you are tired, sleep. But don't crack jokes. Hallelujah. So, praying in tongues helps us to pray continually. You can pray in tongues anywhere and at any time where you are still busy doing some other things. Oh yes. There are times when I'll be reading a book and I'm also praying in tongues. But I'm digesting the book. Hallelujah. It is my mind that is comprehending what I'm reading. So my spirit must also be busy. I'm reading chapter one of the book. Hallelujah. Make it a point to engage in praying in tongues at least one solid hour every day. Let's meet after six months. If your life will still be stuck as it has been. Stagnated. Some people are stagnated in life. No change. Engage in praying in tongues. You will see what you have never seen. You transform in dimensions you have never anticipated. 
Masita kiabahoto lupaka rekete. You look at the time, 10 minutes, you continue. You look at the time, it's only 27 minutes, you continue praying in tongues, one hour. Next time, you do it again, one hour, one hour. Before you know it, it will be three hours in one session of praying in tongues. Praying in tongues. Praying in tongues. Praying in tongues. Ask your neighbor, do you pray in tongues? Lastly, number 15. It enhances our intimacy with God. Praying in tongues is important because it enhances our intimacy with God. It sharpens, it improves our intimacy with God. Because, I mean, I gave you 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse number 2, isn't it? That when you pray in tongues, you utter mysteries to God with your spirit. Meaning that the primary purpose of this spiritual exercise of speaking in tongues is not that we speak unto men, but rather that we may speak to God. Because whenever you are speaking in tongues, you are not talking to men, you are speaking to God. So it is a platform for divine intimacy. Your intimacy with God is sharpened, enhanced, and improved when you pray in tongues, when you speak in tongues. Praise the name of Jesus. May we rise on our feet. Let's do some practicals. Now, as you are rising, pray in tongues if you can. If, as you are rising, if you can, please pray in tongues. Lift your voice. Shalakanda libo satakala baziti. Rikatala bakunde lelelele bo salakatala babasiya kunda la mamandia. Mashelekete lelelele bo satalakatia vahuta. Yakanda libo kalabahande lelelele boza. Makalaba kote lebesita rikatia fahote lekete Shalakatalaba bakote lepepesia mahote lepepesia Yakatalaba bakanda rakatia mahonde Shalakatalaba basete rekete Rakata ya pakuya mahande Rakata yakata yakata Makata likatala pahota Rakatala pakaya Yekendele poposa Yakatala babasa Yakatala babata 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 Shundale kete Yakatara baba Yakatara baba Yakatara baba Yakatara baba Yakatara baba Yakatara baba Rekentele posia mandele bosa Yakatara babandi Yakatara babandi Yakatara babandi Yakatara babandi Kariya mandele bos Kariya mandele bos Kariya mandele bos Yakatara babandi Yakatara babandi in Jesus precious name we have prayed hallelujah I said hallelujah Jatakalabazete libosia vande libosita rikataya mahota jalakata libosende libobom Zarakata libosia vandelelebus, Jalakata libobo, Zarakanda libosaya, Katalababazi, Valamahande, Lididibus, Shalakata rababazita, Ripakia fande, Lededebosia, Yakanda la 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 bozende, Libosiakata, Libosia vandelelebusa, Likatalabahota, Rikataya mahandi, Yakanda la 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 bozende, Lelelebus. Jarakatara baba zita rekatia mande rebus Rakatala baba zete repekia mahande Rakatala baba zita rekatia mande rebosa Rakatala baba kunda riposia vahande Jarakatala baba zita rekatia vahande Reketelelelebusia Yakatala baba zunda rekatia mahande lelelelebusi Jarakatala baba sa Yakatara baba zita rekatia mande rebobus in Jesus' 
precious name. Lift your hands. Wherever you go beginning this hour, you will be highly favored. Amen. I said you will be highly favored. Amen. In your workplaces, you enjoy divine favor. In business, you enjoy divine favor. Amen. Both in your going out and in your coming in, you enjoy divine favor. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I said in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every door that must open for you to change levels is now open in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Beginning this hour, even by the help of the Holy Spirit, you shall declare a thing and it shall come to pass. Amen. I said you shall declare a thing and it shall come to pass. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Beginning this hour, let there be an interrupted manifestations. Of uncommon blessings upon your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Everlasting joy is your portion. Amen. Everlasting celebration is your portion. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Every good thing you desire in life, may you have it. Amen. I said, may you have it. I said, may you have those good things that you desire in life. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Every attack of the devil against your life is destroyed. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You are a high flyer. Amen. You are rising higher. Amen. You are going forward. You are advancing forward. Amen. Nothing shall stop you. Amen. Nothing shall hinder you. Amen. Nothing shall frustrate you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Please, you believe that? Can I hear a lot of shout of amen? amen? Long life is your portion. Amen. Divine health is your portion. Amen. Sickness, disease, and calamities of life shall be far away from you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Please, you believe that? Can I hear loud a shout of amen? Psalm 23 and verse number 6. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. God bless you.